0: Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Awesome. Well, first in-person Sunday of 2023. How many of you guys are happy to see 2023? (laughs) I am happy, Uh, not just because 2022 was a little rough for me and i'll be the first to say that for me personally maybe you had a great year and thank thank god for that <laughs> but because i really feel i feel an anticipation of what i was getting ready to do uh this year not just with our church uh but also in my personal life um i, I just feel this anticipation uh that god is going to do something great uh this year and i cannot wait to be a part of it and and I, I truly believe that, that the, the church, that we are all in the right position to receive the promises of God, but sometimes our thinking is a little bit off, which prevents us from allowing ourselves to fully receive what God has for us. Would any of you agree, agree with that? Sometimes our way, way we think, the way we live, the way we do things, uh, we, just, we miss it sometimes, right? A promise comes to us or God speaks a word. I've, I've actually been in a position where I know God was speaking a word to me, and I literally just said no. <laughs> any any anybody, any real Christians in the in the house? God speaks something to you. And you're like, no, that just doesn't make sense. I, I don't I don't really want to be a I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, that's just honesty, right? It's honest Christians. We need to be honest. <laughs> that's where I find myself sometimes. And I also find that the most thrilling things in life, the most passionate, powerful, amazing things that have more blessings in them than you think are the things that you follow God into. That you pursue God with all of your heart, soul, mind, strength, everything that you are, and you lay reason aside and you follow God into something that does not make sense. Amen? I, I truly believe that. So we're going to get into that. And I just want to I want to give uh, honor where honor is due. And um, our pastor is enjoying some time uh, with his uh, beautiful wife and It's funny because when you're you're a lead pastor, sometimes you're the last person to get a break. And so uh, my goal is to continually ask uh, our pastor, have you taken time off? When's the next vacation? When's the next time you're going to get to go spend time with your family? Because I know our pastor works very, very hard and he, uh, he doesn't really think of himself a lot, so I've kind of poisoned myself this year. Let's, let's make sure he takes more vacations, amen? <laughs> and let's pray for him. He's going to be having, some, having a great time of rest and relaxation. I know he's going to come back fired up. We've got some great services coming up uh, in January. You don't want to miss them. Um, they're going to be awesome. Next Sunday is going to be out of this world. You're going to hear more about that, but please be here for that. You're going to see vision. We've got some baptisms lined up, so we're going to be doing that as well. Um, God's doing great things uh, right out of the gate here in 2023, so we're super excited about that. So pray for our pastor. Pray that he gets a little bit of rest and relaxation and gets to hang out and, and spend some good quality time uh, with his wife. And, and, I, and, I, and I, again, I, I do not take it lightly, the, the, the shoes and the platform that I stand on. This is, this is, there's, there's such power with, with ministering the Word of God, with open hearts and open minds, a word can land and it can change someone's life forever. And my prayer for this service is that some, that would happen for some of us. That we would, we would truly be changed by the word of God and that God would have his perfect work inside of our hearts and our lives. Amen? So I just want to pray over us before we start. I want to pray that our hearts would be open to receive because I believe that if we set ourselves up right for 2023, 2023 is going to be a year to remember. It's going to be a year to remember, and I don't want to be someone that misses it. Amen. I don't want to be led astray. Here's something that's amazing that happens, I believe, that when God's getting ready to pour out a blessing or a promise, that's when the, the, sometimes it's, it, there's an opportunity to leave. There's an opportunity to miss it. There's an opportunity to get distracted. There's an opportunity to, to be focused on other things when God's getting ready to do something great. So I want us all to be focused for 2023 and pursuing the things of God. Amen. So let's open our hearts, let's open our minds. I'm just going to go before the Lord in prayer real quick, and then we're going to jump right into it. Thank you, Jesus, so much for this opportunity we have to come and listen to your word. And I just pray, God, that it would come into our hearts and into our minds, Lord, that we would be changed by it. God, that we would feel your presence and your power, that your anointing would be upon us. Lord, I just pray, God, that everything that you have for us, all the blessings that you have for us, Lord, this year, that they would come to pass and they would blow our minds. God, they would, be way, they, would, they would be way beyond anything we could ever hope, dream, or imagine, God. And I just pray, Lord, when we look at back at 2023, God, we will be able to count the blessings and the promises, the numerous blessings and promises that you poured out upon us in your church, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So let's open up our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 1, and we're going to be spending a lot of time in Deuteronomy. I'm going to have uh, a few verses here and there in, in, in Isaiah, but... Uh, Deuteronomy chapter one, verses one through three, and uh, when I I, I want, I'm going to reveal it. I'll just reveal the title. I want to talk to us today about unclaimed promises, unclaimed promises, and. And I, I think one of the, one of the great stories of, of, about an unclaimed promise was the children of Israel. And so uh, this, is, uh, this is Moses getting ready to address the, the children of Israel. And here's some of the things that they said, just so you can give us a little bit of a, give us a, little bit of a background here. And I'm going to be jumping kind of through different portions of this scripture. But in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, These are the words that Moses spoke to all the people of Israel while they were in the wilderness east of the Jordan River. Down to, down to verse 2. Normally, it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea, Barnea saying that correctly, um, going by the way of Mount Seir, but 40 years after the Israelites left Egypt. So normally, it only takes 11 days, but here we are 40 years later, 40 years. Um, very, very familiar, I'm sure you guys are, are following along with this, but... Um, It says, 40 years later, after the Israelites left Egypt, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything the Lord had commanded him to say. So God is starting to set the children of Israel up. They're 40 years wandering in the, uh, in the wilderness. And now Moses is addressing his people, and he's getting ready to prepare them, for, again, for the promised land. Right? They, they were supposed to be in the promised land. There was only supposed to be a very short period of time from when he spoke to them on Mount Sinai to when they actually got into the promised land and started reaping all the benefits of it. But there was, a, there was a, a, a series of events that happened that prevented them from doing what God wanted them to do. And I think it's, I think it's so relevant in, in the time that we live in, and I think that there's so much that we can glean from this, this, story, this story, especially what God was commanding Moses to speak to the people as they're preparing to receive it again. Amen? So we're going to jump, jump, uh, jump right in. Uh, De- Declan, can you put the, that picture up on the screen real quick? So, how many of you guys love Amazon? How many of you guys show up to your house and you have more packages than you thought you ordered? Like, you can't remember, like, did I order this? What did I order? Like, there's pack- is, it, is, it, is it not the right package? You know, we came back from a wonderful time in Montana. Um, uh, we got to spend a little bit of time away from our son, which was a little scary, For us, (laughs) he he was—he had a great time. I think he had had an awesome time. A little scary for us, but we came back, and there were packages piled up on the door. And I'm like, babe, I know I didn't order anything. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't order much on Amazon. I'm not much of an Amazon shopper. In fact, if, if, I'm, if I'm ordering something online, if it has anything to do with clothes, I don't like it because I know for some reason it's not going to fit. So I like to go to the store, try stuff on, and then realize, okay, I like this, and then I'm going to purchase it and take it home. I'm not, I, I, don't, I just don't trust that process too much. But do we have any Amazon shoppers that love Amazon, you like get, getting online? And how many of you guys sp- spend way too much money because of the Amazon shopping, right? You spend way more than what you would normally spend if you actually went to a physical store, right? So, this picture is a picture. Now, I don't, this is just something I got offline, but this is, there is some truth in in line with this story here. But this is a picture of all of the unclaimed packages for Amazon in one of their warehouses, right? So, these are packages that do not make it to the customer or the client. They don't make it to them, and so somehow they, it, they get lost in the way. And so what Amazon will do is they'll store them for a certain amount of time, 60 to 90 days. Now, I've heard 60 and 90. That's why I'm saying 60 to 90. I got a lot of different information from the Internet, right? So um, 60 to 90 days, they'll keep them here, and, and what they would used to do, if you didn't claim them, they would just throw them out. And so there was this big controversy with, like, with Amazon just throwing away stuff, because they just had no room to, to store it any longer. So now actually, there's there's people that there's like this big thing. Like the next big thing is buying the unclaimed packages from Amazon, and you're going to be a millionaire, right? So that's the next big thing. You can buy like a package for a dollar, and you it's like you know, it's like you, it's like the storage wars. Anybody watch that with the storage? You're, you're buying a, you have no idea what's on the inside. You could make a profit. It could be a penny. You have no idea. Um, but a lot of people are really excited about this because you just get a package, you can buy it and, then it, and then it's yours. Some people actually buy complete pallets of these things, unclaimed packages. And when I was looking at, I was looking at this picture, I was like, God, I don't, I don't want to show up at the end of my life and for God to reveal all of the unclaimed promises that he had for me. And I feel like, I feel like, and as God was speaking, I feel like the church has a warehouse of unclaimed promises that are just waiting to be claimed. Promises that Jesus died for, promises that God has already spoken, promises that God desires for his people to have, but because we do not understand that they're there and they're free to us. Maybe it's because we're complacent. Maybe there's a little bit of laziness. I feel like this is what God has in store for some of us, and we have no idea. We have no idea. And, and it's, this, it's this room in heaven that is it's just a storage room that's just stamped unclaimed promises. So today, if you'll, if you'll go with me, I want to take back the promises of God. I want this church to claim the promise. I don't want one promise this year to pass us by because we're distracted, because we're bickering with one another, because we're receiving, receiving bad counsel from someone, because our, our heads are in the clouds. I want us to be so laser-focused on what God is doing that when we look back at the end of the year, that's an empty warehouse, and there's no more promises to claim that we've used everything that God has given us for 2023. It would be a shame. It would be a shame to show up and have a conversation with Jesus, like I had the answer for you. You just had to ask. You just had to seek me. You just had to pursue me. The answer was right there. It was easy as walking into a warehouse, claiming the promise, and taking it home. But because we did not, we weren't thinking correctly. We weren't doing it. So here's here's the amazing thing about the kingdom of God, right? That is different from Amazon warehouses. One is God always delivers. He always delivers. When God promises something, he will never not deliver on that promise. Never. In fact, with the children of Israel, you're looking in Deuteronomy, as God was preparing them to move them towards the promised land again, there were a couple years that went by, and he started going through... um, some of the land that God had promised other people and said, you cannot have this land because I've already promised it to them. You, won't, you can't have one inch of that land. And what I think he was doing as he was leading them through, he was showing them how faithful God is, how faithful he is with his promises. He said, I can't give you that land because I've already promised it to someone else. But if you keep going, the promised land is, is waiting for you. He said, you know, you can't, don't take that. I've already made a covenant with these people, so you can't take any of it. It's, it's, it's my gift to them. And he was showing them the fortress that he was willing to build around their promises. He was showing them the faithfulness that he has. When God promises something, he does not take it back. It says this in the Word of God, in Isaiah chapter 55 and 11, we don't have this one on, On the screen, but we're gonna we're gonna revisit this at the end. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing of for which I sent it. God's word is not like anything you can experience on this earth amongst us just if you're looking at humanity people can break words people people can break promises people can say one thing and do another and I think that's the reason that's one of the big things I think that reason people have a lot of baggage in their hearts and in their lives is because you think it was one thing and it was another I remember I remember when my parents uh, separated for the uh, for the first time when they actually separated um, I remember that feeling of, I thought it was this way, and now you're telling me it's this way. It was crushing. Right? We, we, we go through these, these scenarios in our lives where we, we, we think that it's a certain way, and sometimes it may not be right as kids. You know, sometimes we have these ideas that aren't re- realistic, right? And we, we, just, we come up with these imaginations and all these things. But I think that's what we look at. So when God begins to speak to us for the first time, God begins to promise us things for the first time, God begins to, begins to instill things inside of our hearts, desires that we've never had before, passions that we've never had before, we start questioning, can God do this? Because we, we only know what we know, and we only know what we've experienced. And God, I understand that you're saying this, but this is what I've experienced. I haven't always had it that way, and I have a hard time believing that you're going to do this. How many of you guys struggle with the fact that God wants good things for you? Be honest. I struggle with that. Why would God want to give me an abundance of something? I struggle with that sometimes. Why would God want to open up the floodgates of heaven, and pour out a blessing upon me that I cannot contain. Am I worthy of that? Am I talking to any real people here? Am I worthy of that? Am I worthy of of, of the gift that you're getting ready to give me, God? But here's the thing. When God speaks it, if you are foolish enough to let go of everything in your life and laser focus on that promise... God always delivers. He will never let you down. He will never forsake you. It may take you longer than you thought. Hello, Abraham, 25 years later, it may take a little bit longer. It may be on the scenic route instead of the direct mail. It may take a little while to get there, but God will never fail you. God will even uphold the promises he's given you when you're dead. Right? He is, so, that's how good our God is. He always delivers on the promises. And here's the other thing nothing is wasted with God. Nothing is wasted with God. God's gonna have his way whether you like it or not. God's gonna have his way whether you get on board with what he's doing or not. God is gonna fulfill everything. And so here's the thing that's why sometimes, how many of you guys feel like everybody else is getting the blessing, but I'm not? Right? that person's really moving in worship, but I'm not. I don't feel anything right now. How many people feel that sometimes? That's okay to feel that way, but let me give you a perspective, a little perspective shift, and we're going to get into the meat of this thing. I can be raising my hands, praising God, right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for the things that you've given me, and I can be very passive about it. Thank you, Jesus. And there can be someone else who's doing the same thing. and Maybe they're saying the exact same words. But there's a hunger inside of that person. That it's not just lip service or a thank you for this or a thank you for that. But there's a hunger inside of someone that says, God, if I could have anything in this world, I would have your presence. I would have your power. I would have your anointing. I'm willing to lay everything on the line. For you. So when that person raises their hands and says, God, I need you. God, I love you. I thank you for... There's a little bit of a difference of intensity and passion. Now, does that mean that the Spirit of God is present for one person and not for another? No. I believe it's just a perspective shift. It's someone, it's someone that understands the Word of God when the Word of God says, Blessed are they, blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Okay, well how can I get hungry for God? Maybe you need to fast. Maybe you need to pray without ceasing for a season. Maybe you need to get into your prayer closet and that's the only thing that you do. That's the one thing that you focus on for 2023 is that you're not going to leave your prayer closet. Maybe it's something that you say, hey, every day I'm going to skip a meal and I'm going to pray for that period of time. Maybe it's saying, God, you know what? I'm going going big. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to worship because I know. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you really understood who God was, if you had a revelation of who he actually is, is there anything else you should be doing? If, if, you, if, if we believe that Jesus and the spirit that we're experiencing in this place is the almighty, all-powerful God, and that he can do anything, he can literally speak a word, snap his fingers, and there could be a buffet of food right here for us to eat. He, could do any, he can do anything that he wants to do. Is there anything else that's more important than his presence? I would submit to you that there isn't. So again, I'm not, I'm not saying just, you know, like, just take it with a grain of salt here. Anything that you do to pursue God more this year is going to pay back a hundredfold. Anything that you commit to God, any time, any amount of time, anything that you say, God, I'm giving to you, God's going to bring it back. He's going he's to give it back to you. He's going to bring his presence and his power into your life in a more powerful way. But it's the hunger. It's the, it's, the, it's the desire. It's that person that's willing to give their lives to Jesus like he gave his for us. God, I'm willing to lay it all down. God, I give you my family, I give you my job, I give you my finances, I give you my relationships, I give you everything, God, I'm just, I'm giving it all to you, I'm laying it all down, why? Because you're the God and you're the Lord of my life and there's nobody else that's on the throne other than you. It's that relationship of worship, it's that relationship understanding that, hey, God, you're it for me. There's no plan B, amen? There's no plan B, but here's the thing. So we' get back into this here. God's promises, nothing is wasted. You're a child of God. I think I think everybody needs to hear this. You are a child of God. His promises are good and rich towards you. I wonder if you could say that with me. Let's say it in the person, I am a child of God. And God, your promises are good and rich towards me. One more time. I am a child of God, and Lord, your promises are good and rich towards me. One more time. I am a child of God, and your promises are good and are rich towards me. Do you believe it? Okay, if you believe it. Yeah, yeah. If you believe it then what's the problem? How many of you guys, um, I'm just supposed to be honest, how many of you guys have had mountaintops like that? Like that was like, you felt the Holy Ghost. Like, I felt the Spirit like agreeing, like yes, right? So what happens to us in the mix? When God comes down and he, and he shows that to you and you believe that, that God, your promises are good and rich towards me, where is the gap? How do we get off track? What happens Unclaimed promises put God's people into wilderness seasons. Unclaimed promises put God's people into wilderness seasons. So you may be struggling because you're, you haven't quite aligned with what God wants for your life. I'm just submitting. that. I'm not saying this is a standard for everyone. This is for somebody today. Unclaimed promises can put God's people into wilderness seasons. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want that for you or doesn't still want that for you. I think he still does. The promised land never changed for the children of Israel, even though they did not get in there right away. However, he had to take the children of Israel through 40 years of wandering in order to get them prepared for the promise again but it very much happens when we get into a place where god gives us a promise if we do not believe it and we don't claim it we can enter into a wilderness season because you got to understand god always delivers on his promise he's never changing his promise is there for you what he spoke to you is still there Can I get an amen? The promise that God has for your life has not changed. God still has purpose for you. God still has a promise for you. God, if if you really understood everything that God had for you, you just couldn't, couldn't contain it. I don't think you could truly contain everything that God has for you, right? God... When he speaks his promise and he speaks his word, if we do not believe and we backtrack, we can end up into a wilderness season. So here, I want to I wanna, I wanna give us some tools to avoid the wilderness season in 2023, amen? I don't want to wander in the desert. I'm tired of wandering. I don't like the desert anyway. How many of you guys enjoy deserts? I hate deserts. It's hot, there's no water. Like maybe if I'm driving a dune buggy or something like that and I've got a, like, a camel pack giving me some water, all the, like, yeah, I I could probably handle that for a little bit, but they're dusty, there's sand, dirt everywhere, I just don't like it. So, I don't want to wander in 2023, I want to position myself correctly, so when God speaks, here's my first point, I don't hesitate. Don't hesitate when God speaks. Because if you hesitate, you're opening up a door for you to not receive what God spoke to you. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. This takes practice. This is not something that happens overnight. And in fact, here's here's the great part. If If you're one of those people that are more cautious, I think that God is working with you and me. That this, just because you you hesitate sometimes doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you someone whose God has forsaken. That may just be your personality type. You may be skeptical of everything, right? You have any skeptical people like, I hear what you're saying, but I just, I don't believe you. (laughs) Skeptical, right? There's people like that. Thank God for that because if you weren't around, I would probably be dead. (laughs) Because I'm that person that's just like, let's do it. Like, I didn't think about it. I just think it's a good idea. I'm going to go for it. So if you're in a season where you're hesitating, you're a little skeptical, that's fine. But here's the thing. When you hesitate, when God speaks something into your life, what happens is you start examining it through your own lens. Right? You you, you say, okay, God, I'm hearing what you're saying, but let me back off a little bit and try to think through this so that I can make sense of it. And that's where the mistake is. Because when God speaks, most of the time it takes faith to receive it, which means you don't understand and you can't see the end. One of the one of the great uh, examples of this, and just want to brag on on Tom and Sherry here, using the prophetic very in this in this uh, in this place and in, in, in a lot of services that that we have here. I'm not just saying if you need a prophetic word, go to them. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the things that they say is. Does this land with you? Does this do you, does this resonate with you? And they're willing to say, "I'm wrong," not that if you don't receive it, God's right and you're wrong, but they're willing to take the back seat and realize, "Hey, I, I may not be I may not be right on this," which is so which is so important when you're dealing with spiritual elements of realizing that God's not wrong. When His promise comes, it's not wrong. He's never wrong. God's never wrong. I may be wrong. My position of how I receive it may be wrong. My hesitancy may be wrong, but God is not wrong. And I think that's one of the big things that Christians struggle with is we think we get this puffiness and this pride about us where we're like, we're right. No, (laughs) you're not right. (laughs) Most of the time, you're probably not right. Thank God there's times when we get it right. Right Where we align up right with the presence and the power of God and we get it done. But here's the thing. If we want to pursue the presence of God and we want to make sure that God is doing what he wants, wants to do in our lives, we can't hesitate on it. Uh, so Deuteronomy 1, 22 to 23. And this is, this is Moses talking again. But you all came to me and said, first, there's the problem. God's <laughs> asking them to do something. Go take the promised land, and they say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. First, let's send out scouts to explore the land for us to take and watch towns. Or watch towns we should enter. Watch for towns that we should enter. This seemed like a good idea to me. Hesitation can sound like wisdom sometimes." Hesitation can sound like, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, God, let me count the cost first. Sometimes that's, that's wise. That's why, I mean, you're looking at your finances, you're looking to get ready to do go into a, an investment, those types of things. There's a lot of things that make sense. You know, you, you want to be wise about what you do. You need to have wisdom in the things that you do. But here's what ultimately happened with the children of Israel is they opened up a door. They hesitated, but wait, 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 first, first, first. We need to do this before we we go. And what was happening was it was creating a space of hesitancy for them to ultimately talk them out of receiving the promise of God. They opened up a door for the enemy to come in and begin to plague their mind and their thoughts with things that weren't of God. What did God want them to do? He wanted them to step into the land and possess it. But but God, how are we going to do that? I don't, I don't care. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is take the first step. I'll worry about everything else. You just take the first step. But wait, wait, wait. But first, we need to have all the... We need, okay, God, we need a map. And we need a, we need a road. And we need some cities. And we need to just see the full picture. Because God, I just... What you're saying to God is, I don't trust you. Right? Can you see that? I don't trust you, God. I need to figure this out before I say yes. And what happens is I feel like this. There's some people in the, in the body of Christ that are living in a hesitant, you're living in this hesitant moment. And you've been living there your entire life. That you've been hesitating. You know what God wants you to do, but you're hesitant. You don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know what that's going to be like. Some of you, some of you it's self-sabotage. Where, where God's calling you to a promise and, you're, and you're, the way that you used to think is just tearing you down. The things in your past are just burying you in anxiety, in lack of trust, and you're not willing to step into the promise. And you're living in this, this state of hesitancy. Here's what happens you open the door not only for the devil to come and speak into your mind or your, your own stinking thing to take over, but here's also what happens. In Deuteronomy 1, 26 through 27, it says, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to go in. You complained in your tents and said, the Lord must hate us. How could, like, okay, like, I I think when we read these stories, we're like, how in the world could they say that? Like, they literally saw miracles in the desert, right? Right? Bitter water turned sweet, water coming out of stones, uh, you know, manna from heaven, all these different types of things that they saw in the wilderness. How could, you know, crossing going across the Red Sea and parting the sea, all these things that they did, how could they say that God hates them? But what did they do? They hung out in their tents and they talked. <laughs> Tom knows where I'm going with this thing. <laughs> They hung out at their house. They invited some friends over for a good meal and they began to discuss things. When you hesitate, you open up the door for not just stinking thinking, but for other people to come in and start being an influence in your life. So, my question to you is who's at your table? Who's in your tent? Who's talking to you about the things of God? Are the people that you're hanging around speaking you into the promises of God or out of them? So, and this is why it is so important for believers to fellowship together. Because people in the world don't understand faith. They don't understand hearing God say something and then acting upon it. They don't understand that concept. So again, I'm not saying cut ties with anyone. I've got a lot of friends that aren't people that believe. I'm going to still hang out with them. That's fine. But I'm telling you right now, if some of them start, start starts looking at me and saying, "What you're doing for God's a bad idea." I'm not hanging out with them anymore. Or maybe it's this. Maybe they're a part of what God's doing. Ooh. And they just got some bad things to say about what God's doing in your life. Or maybe 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 they're doing this. Maybe they're saying, "Yeah, I can see what God's doing, but maybe you need to rethink it and, and do something different. Now, here, we all need counsel in our life, and there's going to be times where you, you need to be sat down by someone, and God needs to redirect your life through a pastor or a minister. I've been in that many, many times. In fact, every single move that I've made, your move that I've made, I've gone before my pastor and I've asked. I've asked every single time, and it was hard, very hard to do because I didn't know what was going to happen. I asked, I submitted it to God, and God had his way, and here I am. Amen. We're here now. So great great things, great things God, God did for us. And who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who's in your tent? What conversations are you having? Because here's the thing. When God speaks something into your life and you are hesitant about it and you seek counsel in the wrong places, I guarantee you, you're never going to see that promise come to pass. Because the devil does this. He starts to build walls up against that promise. Because here's the thing. The devil knows that God will fulfill his promise. He knows it more than you do. So what is his best move? His best move is to remove you from it and build walls. Maybe there's pain and hurt and and all this stuff that gets up in between you and it. He's like, I'm going to build as many walls as I can between you and your promise so you never get there. And I'm going to use other people to do it. Because because he, he knows this, if you get bold enough to knock those walls down and step into your promise in 2023, there's a revival and an anointing that's going to meet you in that place, and you're going to see things that you've never seen before. You're going to experience things you've never experienced before. You're going to experience anointing that you've never experienced before. I don't know, I, I feel like there's some people in this place that there is a spiritual gift mix that is waiting for you. Maybe it's been dormant for a little while, or maybe you just don't understand the whole spiritual side of things. You don't understand the Holy Spirit. Prophetic words, words of healing, words of faith, all of these things are things that God wants to use us for to perfect the saints. There's some dormant gifts that God has for his people so that we can thrive as a church body. That's, what, that's why he sent his spirit is so that we can all be thriving and driving and, 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 and together as the body of Christ and so that the spirit can break bondages off of each and every one of us so that we can be the best church that we can be. Right? Your spiritual giftings may not necessarily, sometimes they do work, they, a, lot, a lot of times I've had it where it works outside of the church as well, and what a better time to do it than here amongst fellow believers that we can walk up to one another and begin to speak the gifts that God has given us. There's gift there's gift mixes that I believe are going to be revealed in that. I got to go a little faster than this. It's, it's just, I just it's good. God God's, God speaks has been speaking to me about this for a little while and, and and so don't hesitate. When God speaks to you, don't hesitate. Don't second guess it. Here's the thing though, it takes practice to know when God is speaking. So I'm not just saying go off of every emotion because then you're really in a world of pain. <laughs> it takes practice to learn when God is speaking, right? So here's the other thing to receive these unclaimed promises in our lives, we have to check our faith. We got to check our faith. We got to give our faith a good gut check. God's promises are never meant for you to control and fully understand. I'm sorry, I wish I had a better word for, to give you guys, but that's the reality, reality of it. God's promises are never meant for you to control and fully understand. If you were, in that case, you would not need faith. If you could control it and fully understand it, you don't need faith for it. So you need to check your faith. L- listen, listen to this, and I, I, think, I think this is just one of the big words. If you, if you get anything else, Deuteronomy, you write this one down, Deuteronomy 29... Through thirty-one, it says, but I said to you, don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you, just as you saw him in Egypt, and you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness, just as a father cares for his child. Now he has brought you to this place. What God was was teaching the children of Israel in in the wilderness was that he wants to be involved. And he wants to take care of you as a father takes care of his child. And I know sometimes it's hard for some of us to accept that. But it takes that child like faith I can talk my child into pretty much anything I want to except if he's crying and he doesn't want to do it and <laughs> if I take the right approach to it I can talk my child into a lot you know and I'll tell you what anybody comes to try and take my child I'm taking your life I'm just gonna throw that out there you know, like, there's this there's this God like you know like this is my child you know um, but just being away from him for the, for the time that we did kind of gave me just a different perspective on like, who I'm supposed to be for my child. And, and, and it's this beautiful relationship that I want to give that, guy, that kid anything he wants if he asks nicely. <laughs> right? I want to give him everything if he asks nicely, if he's not rude about it, if he's, if he's nice about it, I'm going to give that kid the moon. It's this father. So in the, in the scripture it says, if you being evil know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more will the, our heavenly father pour out his spirit upon those who ask for it? Yeah. So why are we going around thinking that? I, don't, I, I almost think it's like we're, I, we're living a life of detention. Right, we've been sat down because we've played too hard at school. Maybe we slapped a kid or stole someone's lunch or whatever. I don't know what you guys got into at school, but we've been sat down in detention, and we're like hesitant. Can I stand and say, something? okay, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. The teacher's there. I know what I've did. I've done wrong. I just need. To, I just need to keep my head down. I just need to get through this. That's not the relationship that God wants with you. He wants to be your father. Your father, look what he did for the children of Israel. And if you if you take any promise for 2023, look what the chil- what God did for the children of Israel in 2023. God wants to do that for you. God wants that father relationship for you. He wants you to depend on everything. He wants you to depend on him for absolutely Everything. I'm I'm just going to say this, and I've been I've been hesitant, and it's because of my stinking thinking and my bad my bad mindset with God. But Pastor prayed a prayer. He prayed a prayer, uh, or prayed a prayer. He he preached the message talking about asking, right? Anybody remember that? Asking for the things of God. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. I've had a pretty bad year. (laughs) I mean, we've made it, thank God, and. We've had, not, we've had a lot of, yeah, anyways, it's, it's, been, it's been challenging. <laughs> My wife can testify to it. So I stood up here and I said, God, I was just praying. I'm like, God, can I have more than I had last year? Super spiritual, huh? Right? Like, I prayed for every soul to be saved in Walla Walla. Or, Walla Walla, yes, Walla Walla too. <laughs> in, in Rathrum. Every soul to be saved in Rathrum. Every soul to be saved. I just said, God can I have more than I had last year? Just just to test it out. I looked down at my phone and and I got an offer for the biggest listing that I had. You can say, oh, well, that's just coincidence. No, like I never get text messages of offers on Sundays, like hardly ever. I think I've had it happen once, one other time. The biggest deal, and we're getting ready to close on it this week. And here's the thing, I, I went through that deal struggling with, well, God, does God really want this, and I, and I tried to take it and like, do my own thing with it, and God challenged me. He's like, why are you trying to control the things that I give you? Why don't you just trust that I'm going to give it to you and that I'm the one on the throne? And I had to have many prayer times with God where I just released it back over to him. God, if this is what you want, you can take it from me, you can give it to me, but God, if this is what you want, it's going to be a a blessing that I, I, I sing from the mountaintops that you have given me, not because of my own strength and my own power, but because of your goodness, your goodness. God wants more than that for me, and I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling to receive it sometimes, but God wants more than that for me. He wants more. But you got to check your faith. You got to check your faith. This is what God wants for us. Just because God said something doesn't mean you believe it. And our unbelief can take us into a wandering season. And so. As I close, I want, to go, I want to kind of go through some symptoms to kind of check your soul to see if you're wandering right now, see if you're, you're someone who's wandering, and then I want to pray blessings over us. And we can, we can end this thing on a really high note and ready for 2023. Amen? So are you wandering symptoms of a wanderer? And here's a big one. If you find yourself dealing with the same thing over and over And over again, you may be wandering. Over (laughs) and over and over and over. It may not just be a year. This may be years of your life. Over and over and over again, you may be wandering. You're constantly in a manna season of your life constantly in a manna season. Manna was meant to sustain you in the desert and then be remembered. It will not follow you into your promise because there will will no longer be a need for it. Sometimes God does something for us like a manna season and we want to hold on to it because it's so flashy and shiny and and it's just God has done something for me. But I want to say this, God has something greater for you than manna. God has something greater for you than a manna season in your life. God wants you to be someone that is set up in your community, set up in your home, set up on your job, that is a center of blessing for your community. God wants to get you a little bit noticed. Does anybody not like being noticed? (laughs) Yeah. I like to be noticed sometimes. I'm just not there. I don't really struggle with that too much. I do, I do struggle with other things that prevent me from being noticed. And I don't mind it sometimes. Some of us just don't want to be noticed. God wants you to be noticed. Why? Because God wants to use you to reach other people. And he can't do that if they, if they don't notice you. they got to notice you somehow, right? they got to know that you're there because they, they need to know how to get to you to, to receive the promises of God. Don't hold on to the manna, hold on to the promise. Hold on to the promise. The manna was just enough to get you to where you could step into your promise. What is God speaking to you about in 2023? What are the promises that are stored up in your warehouse that you have not claimed yet what are those things that God has for you that you can experience this year? So here's one thing. If band, if you can come. Here's one thing. So the children of Israel immediately regretted their decision. <laughs> Anybody done that? Know God and then all of a sudden realize, yes, I should have done something and I didn't do it. The children of Israel immediately regretted their decision. They actually tried to go back and fight the people that God told them to fight. But because of their unbelief and their rebellion against God, God said, I'm no longer with you, so don't attack them. But they did anyways, and they were defeated. So I'm not just saying just just kick down the door and just start claiming stuff, because that's not the way that God wants his children to operate. What I'm saying is this. The blessing is in the presence of God. The blessing is in the presence of God. If you find yourself wandering, it's time to seek. Seek God. Then listen to God. And then claim His promise. Seek Him, listen to Him, and claim His promise. If you work on these three things this year, God's going to do something powerful in your life. Seek Him, listen to Him, and claim it. Step into it. Don't hesitate. When God speaks, you act. When God speaks, you act. But it takes a heart of seeking. And a heart of listening to be able to hear what God wants so you can act upon his promise. Put everything else away. Here's the thing. I believe that God still wants what he's spoken into your heart. God still wants the promises that he's told you. God still wants to do the things with you that he spoke to you a long time ago. He still wants to do those things. And there are seasons where you have to wait. There are seasons where you got to go through some stuff and be able to support and sustain the blessing. I understand all of that, so don't worry about it if you're not where you thought you would be. I'm not saying that. However, if you learn how to seek him and listen to him and act upon what he is telling you to do, You're going to look back on 2023 and you're going to be like, wow, look at the blessings of the Lord in my life. I believe this is a word for someone. You may feel like your year has been robbed from you. But God can do in one day that it takes man a year to do. God can do in one instant What men spend their entire life striving after to build in their lives. God can do it. So seek Him. Listen to Him. And claim what He's telling you to claim. I wonder if you could stand with me. This has got, went a little bit longer than expected. And it, I, just, I feel the presence of God here. I just feel his presence. I feel him speaking to us. I feel, I feel him reaching out to us. And if there's a, there's a, a scripture that I could give you guys to, to meditate on as we leave, it would be Isaiah 55, verse 6 through 11. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will be he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways or no, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from the heaven and, and do not return there, but water the earth and make, and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So my word, so my word, so shall my word be that God that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Seek God. While he is near, turn from your wicked ways and seek him. Turn from the things of this world and seek him. His thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. And when he speaks his word inside of your heart, when he announces his word to you, when you begin to seek and listen and seek and listen, when he announces his word to you, which he will do, it will never return to him void. It's for you. It's for your life. It's for your season. It's for what you're walking through in the next year. The word is for you to nourish you. To bring forth a bud. To bring forth a harvest. God wants to speak his word inside of your heart and in your life. If We could have the, the lights come down. If you're a prayer partner, go ahead. Come, come to the front. I just, we want to have a time here to, to seek God and to do what this scripture is talking about because there's so much, there's, there's rich. I, I, want us, I want us to come back to this. I want us to say this and then I'm going to pray over us, give us an option for a fresh start here. I am a child of God and his promises are good and rich towards me. I am a child of God and his promises are good and rich towards me. God has promises for you this year. And this altar's open for anybody that wants to pray. You can come up right now if you'd like. But if you're living in a season and you feel like you're not sure what's going to happen in 2023 and you're a little hesitant, I want to give you the opportunity to step out and not hesitate and step up to the front and get prayer or raise your hands and say, Yes, Lord, I want your blessings this year. I want your promises this year. I want to step into 2023 with confidence, knowing, God, that you're going to speak to me, God. And this year, you're going to do great promises for my life. You're going to do great things for me. If this is your first time here, or you're feeling like you need to make a fresh start, we want to give you that opportunity right now. I'm just going to count to three. If you're online with us, you can direct message us or just raise your hand if you're in this place. I'm just going to count to three. One, you've never been more loved than you are right now. Two, God is meeting you here in this decision. If this is God speaking to you, God has already met you here in this decision. And three, if that's you, Go ahead and raise your hand if you're in this place. This is just an opportunity for you to say, God, I just, I'm saying yes to you, God. I'm not hesitating. I'm just saying yes. And if you're online, direct message us, we want to connect with you today. And if you're in this place and you need prayer, don't hesitate. God has great things for you in 2023. His promises are good and they're rich towards you. And there's a whole warehouse of blessing that He wants to open up in your life this year. The question is, are you willing to seek Him? Are you willing to listen? And are you willing to act and claim the things that God speaks? Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.